0: Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain, media veteran, content creator, and storyteller. I'm a New Orleans native currently based in Los Angeles, California. This podcast is all about sharing our stories, support, and resources to inspire, encourage, and empower our listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share with at least three people. Continue the conversation online at LonnieSwain.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the third virtual podcast episode. Today's topic is creating space for more love and connection amidst COVID-19. I will be joined by special guest Rhea Petrie, who is a life and relationship coach, and she's going to help us figure out some of the ways that we can navigate some of these sticky situations we might find ourselves in, whether that be quarantined with Family, relationship, loved one, friends, roommate situations, or just how we are managing our relationships amidst social distancing and remaining connected and in communication with the people that are important to us and how to kind of navigate all of the different situations that may arise with our relationships due to coronavirus and COVID-19. So I hope that you find this information to be helpful and informative and beneficial and even maybe get some laughs in because I'm sure when we talk about relationships and some of the crazy scenarios that we may be finding ourselves in, you got to laugh to keep from crying. So I have joining me the lovely Rhea Petrie. If you would introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Of course. Hi, Lonnie Lou. <laughs> here. Um, I'm excited to join this conversation uh, primarily because you're my girl and I'm always open to talk about anything pertaining to relationships. So my name is Rhea Petrie. I'm a life and relationship coach. I have a pretty varied background, um, all consisting of working with people and helping others. And so the space that I'm in now, which I'm happy to be here, is I am, I've started a YouTube channel. I'm trying to build a media platform, um, yes. and I also, right, thanks to... Look, not trying, you are. Am, course, I'm in, the, in the process of, is, yes. is a better way to state that, in the process of building a brand, and basically the undercurrent of everything that I do. So, I'm, you know, whether I write, speak, host an engagement, moderate a conversation, it's always with the thread of authenticity, um, connection, being real, talking about real things that we don't often hear in some of our other, you know conversation so I love to lead those types of discussions yes
0: and one thing that we are often not real about like to kind of skirt around the truth with is our relationships Mm -hmm. and there's the fine line between keeping things private and seeking support Whether that be in our other relationships, people who may have been in our situations that can kind of offer some advice and also like seeking professional help when we need some support in our relationships. And so one of the big things that I know is an issue right now, I've seen the memes going around of a woman knitting and it's like, I'm knitting my husband a scarf. And it's a noose. (laughs) Um, And, you know, all the different things that people are experiencing now in quarantine, because, you know, the person that you live with, the roommate, the husband, the husband and kids or wife and kids or whoever you share a space with, now you are seeing them more. Than you have ever seen them, and you know potentially in in the existence of the relationship. And so there are certain things that that close contact constantly will bring up that maybe wouldn't have come up before. So what are some of the things that you are seeing or maybe personally experiencing. Rhea is a newlywed. Do you still say a newlywed? I do not. Okay. <laughs> because By the world term, they still do. So you know, okay. yeah, two years. Two okay. years okay. In. <laughs> okay. So two years in, Mary, what are some of the things that you are hearing from clients or people that you work with or things that you may be experiencing that may be unexpected or expected in a quarantine situation? with people that you share a living space with
1: oh man what a timely discussion one i am very honest so i will give this experience from a personal standpoint and then also from a couple of clients that i've had recently and even as as recently as yesterday a girlfriend that i was exchanging back and forth with so one of the things i'm seeing is one obviously an increased anxiety i think The unknown for many people is, and I I could say this from personal experience, real talk, real moment. I don't like to indefinitely not know, you know, when I'm going to be able to do things. And so one thing that this has done is really heightened folks' anxiety levels. Um, Stress has been heightened. I am fortunate by the grace of God to not have seen any um, decline in my income, but many people can't say that. So I... You know, my heart goes out, I've seen that even with most recently with the discussion that I had was that there was a role reversal taking place because one person, one roommate, one spouse, this is more than one scenario, was working in an industry that, you know, had to be put on pause. And unfortunately, some employers, people aren't always, you know, receptive to these grace periods. So even with that role reversal, um, similarly, I know in some cases, if there's like a system, I'll use an example of one couple where they have kids and so it's traditionally you know the wife works from home the husband's the one that goes out now everybody's at home but there's no difference or no grace given to the wife who's usually taking care of the kids and working so mm-hmm. there's stress on that level because now it's like there's a demand in terms of, okay, more people in the house, more food being eaten, Yeah. <laughs> more, more tourism, you know, more cleaning, <laughs> more mess, <laughs> more toilet paper being used. I mean, we could mm-hmm. just fill in the blank. There's more mess. There's more distraction. Yeah. But, you know, we have that level too. So I think what I've seen is, you know, just a, the emotional vacillation back and forth. My, a friend of mine yesterday, you know, reached out to help for me and she's like, I can't even put an emotion on how I feel. You know, I feel numb. I feel, oof, and I just did a video yesterday where I'm like, you know, if you're feeling uh, you know, sometimes you can't, as much as I like to put a word to an emotion, sometimes you don't have one. It just mm-hmm. might be maybe a melting pot of things or you might be, for me, it was just the spirit of constant irritation. <laughs> I was just irritable. Yeah. Everything was, there. I could hear the cabinet open. I'm like, <laughs> again? you know it, I, and then I have to laugh now it's become a joke because it got to a point where we're like okay Rhea I don't want to micromanage the refrigerator opening <laughs> I'm like the air is on right so it's funny but you know I what I'm hoping to do and the the flip side of that because I also have had conversations on the positive and so one particular person that was sharing with me, they said it's enhanced their relationships because it's nothing like being forced, for lack of a better word, to be in close quarters. You know, there's only so many walks you can take. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I've been running to the 99 sports <laughs> target, you know, we will find a reason. Whatever is open, they will see us within a week. But, you know, a friend of mine was saying that she has never felt closer to her kids, you know. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've talked to a couple of couples where the husband travels for work and guess what? He's not traveling now, you know. So, it it has opened the door, I think, to enhancing some relationships. Um, The other thing, now this is just from a coach therapist standpoint, but, I like challenge and I think that this has challenged a lot of people to confront things that they might have easily distracted themselves from or under the rug, you know? So think about how many times I know my husband and I, we talked about this where we'll get pissed off or, you know, someone just, you just physically do not want to be in the space with the other person. Mm -hmm. You don't always have a bar to go run off to, (laughs) Yeah, you know, the gym. That's a big one to go (laughs) run off to. Yeah, you don't have that. So it's kind of forcing us to confront those things that we've been able to distract. Otherwise, mm-hmm. so, you and, know, there's a blessing in there.
0: And so I'm glad that you mentioned the positive side of this, that the, the time that's being spent is quality time and making it kind of like a positive experience. And then also what I thought you were going to say is there is also the, the mindset of we're going through this together that there is like us against the world you know we're having to come together to kind of like trauma bonding if you will you know where we're in this experience and you know we got all this toilet paper for us babe yeah I picked up these (laughs) paper towels look what I got for us you know and just really (laughs) celebrating the things that you get done together or finding projects around the house to work work on together, are doing different things. Um, okay. What would you say are some things that you recommend or have found to be helpful to kind of make it more of a positive experience when you're hearing that cabinet open again or the air is on or something that, you know, you're you're like, well, can you turn the TV down? You know, I'm trying to take a nap or I'm trying to work. Or, I'm on a Zoom call and you over here talking loud on the phone, like as if, you know, I ain't in here trying to get work done or whatever the circumstances. What things because I think everybody's patience is thin because we're all dealing with our own individual. Anxieties and our own uncertainties or worries or concerns or stresses that we may or may not be communicating. Yeah, we're gonna get into communication in a second, but um, but just when we're working through our own things, and so our patience is then things that you know typically wouldn't be bothering us now they are or they're amplified. You know, Mm -hmm. how what are some things that you would recommend that we can do to kind of keep in perspective that I'm probably overreacting about this or this is this is not who I want to be for the duration of shelter in place. You know, or this is going to create more
1: stress than it is um, connection. Well, I'm glad. It's so funny. Those are like a couple of questions wrapped in one. But one thing I wanted to say, well, first, why do you think I got headphones on? (laughs) (laughs) Because if I didn't, you would hear some breaking bad marathons behind me. Um, I think what's important, honestly, it it makes me think about... um, Boundaries. So I know we're going to talk about communication, but I think one of the things that I've implemented and that is helping me because I'm not sitting here in front of any of y'all saying that I don't go through these ups and downs. I'm very clear. I have struggled and that's why I'm so excited because I always want to talk about things that I'm experiencing so I could share whatever nuggets of wisdom that's been dropped on me. I'm like, look, y'all, this is the best way that we can handle this. So in one thing I would say having more grace, you know, more grace. So I had a conversation yesterday with a girlfriend of mine who's like a parent to a godchild, child. And she was, I mean, basically, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but we might have people in our lives that really hold us to these high expectations and standards. So you can't be human. So if you, you know, don't text them back right away, or, you know, maybe you don't call them back right away, then they have a heart attack, you know, and it's like the friendship is on the line. And so she has done that to me. And so I, I just said, you know, it's funny. I said, I'm glad that you're honest. Cause she was just saying like, I cannot place where I'm feeling. I, I don't feel like connecting with anybody outside of this house because I'm so just gruntled. And so mm-hmm. what the message it was for me and the lesson that I had, I said, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I won't do to you <laughs> what I get when I fall off the map or if I end up being busy, because we have to be have grace, we have to extend grace, we have to give grace, and then similarly, so I I modeled that, I'm like, look, I love you, whenever you do feel like talking, holler at me, I will be here, and I do want to normalize it, like, I feel up and down too, like, if you, Mm -hmm. you whatever, whatever, if anything is setting you off, or if you just feel withdrawn, I honestly, one of the things I said in my last video, I believe that there's, like, healing and restoration, I'm not gonna preach today, Mm -hmm. but there's, like, healing and restoration that's happening during this time, that's another thing that God can easily use times of isolation, you know, for. And so with that, things that need to be healed, they don't feel good. You know, so obviously for things to be brought up to the surface, you're not going to be sitting here like, oh, you know, butterflies are flying around my head because this needs to be healed. No, you're going to go through ups and downs. You might be pissed off. You might be, you know, depressed. You might feel just out of, out of norm, you know, out of your norm. So I would say giving grace to others. And then if you find that you are the one throwing those darts or throwing that fire, I have said that you got to, you know, Try to, I I, I allocate time every day where I just sit with myself. And if I've had a conversation that went south, or if maybe I reacted, I know this happened with a colleague of mine, we're co-leading a project, and for whatever reason, our communication styles do not mesh in the perfect way. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I always find myself being very like to the point, you know, and some people, when you write something that's to the point the way it lands on them, it's like, well, is everything good? And I'm like, no, it's just, we got a lot of things we got to do. But it's a lesson to me because it's like some people during this time, they might need a little, a little cushion, you know, they might need a little, I hope this email finds you well. And it's just, you, know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, so all that to say, I think what Put a I, little honey on your words. A little honey. <laughs> I, don't think, I love when people deal with me in a direct way, but that's me. Like I yeah. like, you know, hey, tell me what we got to do. Let's make it happen. That's the way that I produce things. But I'm, I'm become more sensitive to see how with this transition. And so then as it would stand, she sends me a text message and she's like, you know, I haven't gotten paid in two months, so I'm just, you know, that really, I had to work overnight, she works in the healthcare industry, and it, so it, it gave me even more of a sensitivity, like, you know what, Rhea, you know, we do have some personality challenges, you know, everybody wasn't created equally in the personality department, but mm-hmm. so I'm going to have more grace, and I'm going to remember that everybody's scenario, whether they verbalize it or not, it, you know, internally, it affects us differently, so mm-hmm. I would want everybody on this call who can hear this just to, to think outside of themselves and remember that because then you'll have more grace and be able to initiate an apology or, you know, kind of initiate, hey, are you good? Like, how have you been holding on during this time? Because then they might be a little more vulnerable and share. Yeah. I hope that answers the question.
0: Yes, it did. Okay. Okay. And and to go into, I think that's a great segue for going into communication. Um, how important, so this this is going to be one of my, like, three in one questions are just because it's, it's, it's a lot of layers to it. Let me, uh, I can't. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, But just more so when you have something that you're going through, like your coworker hadn't been paid in this amount of time or whatever, and just figuring out how to communicate things that may be difficult that you may be going through. So when you need to ask someone else for some grace, you know, how can we, figure out how to best communicate, or like you said, we can't put a emotion or a title on how we're feeling, but just to kind of let somebody know something like, I'm not good. You know, I'm not okay. You know, so if I'm acting a little off or I'm, I'm a little more difficult to deal with, this may be why, you know, to yeah. how to, you know, how to start that conversation or if you notice somebody that you love and you interact with on a regular basis is not quite, you know, the same, same, you know, how to maybe initiate that conversation.
1: Well, here's the good thing. The good thing is whether it's a conversation or not, like we don't even have to put the onus on them. So in a perfect world, yes, I would love to be able to say, you know what, friend, fill in the blank, I'm feeling a little out of sorts. I'm feeling a little irritable. I'm having a hard time with us both being home and me not being able to, you know, set the same boundaries. And then the other person says, you know what? Me too. But the truth is we also have some individuals who they don't they're so I don't want to say like superman or superwoman, but some people are disassociated with how they come off. So mm-hmm. they may not they may lack be- self awareness, I like exactly. to say. <laughs> exactly. Come on now. Um, they lack self awareness. So they might be thinking, I'm good. I'm good. I'm what? Ain't nothing different. So right, preach. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beauty is that we don't have to let that dictate what we give to them. So whether they own it or not, whether it becomes a conversation or not, I think what one of the takeaways that I would want, and I'm, these things that I'm sharing, I'm telling myself, hey, Rhea, whether they own it or not, just you be vulnerable, you be honest, you be forthright. So, you know, open the door before they even have to come to the door, you know, just put it out there. Um, let go of judgment. That's a big one. Because, again, we can't dictate how if anger is the way it manifests, if being withdrawn is the way something manifests. It's not our job to judge that because maybe, and I know I've, I've thought about this recently, some of us are more resilient than others. Some of us have the capacity to take on 15 different things. Some people don't. They'd be ready to just, you know throw it all up just with two, three things to do Right, to let go of the judgment, I would say. Um, And to give a little grace to extend just a little more of like, you know, just a little more grace, like try to release our expectations, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say if there's some things that you are depending on somebody else to do, or, you know, it's like this, this deadline, or maybe just on a relationship level, maybe you're like, well, dang, you know, you're not thinking of anything I had this. Somebody came to me, and they're like, you know, it was a, a holiday or a special occasion that came up, and they're like, I mean, they ain't even try, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is, and we're gonna get to this point, I think, where this conversation might go. But you gotta ask for what you need, you know. So I, I would say, release the judgment, release the expectation, and, and you know, try not to. Try not to pin somebody to the cross is is a Christian term, but just try to like just let go a little bit, and also be able to ask for what you need because people are already consumed that we can't expect them to meet us where we need them to meet us, you know. hmm so Hopefully that <clears throat> touched on it a little.
0: Yeah, and so how can we establish boundaries to make it, you know? more of a time of connection as opposed to contention. So what might that look like considering all the, the circumstances or our
1: limitations or perceived limitations? One thing that I would say is to identify first where there's a boundary needed. So I will give the example of, I mean, if you think about, I, I write everything down. And so no matter what capacity I'm working with someone, I'm always like, okay, write it down, write it down. So if you think about all the hats that you wear, so, we know you're a business owner, you might be, um, you know, have a particular job, you might own your own company, you might have, you know, familial responsibilities, siblings, parents, whatever it is that you have to do within a day's time, someone that needs your time, I say write it out. And then once you see, you know, they call it like bucketing your time, but be like, okay, these are the things that that require my commitment. Identify where the boundaries needed. Um, Try to anchor yourself. I always say at the The first and foremost thing, when you're looking at your day and you're mapping out the things that you have to do, make sure that there's time for you in there and find a way to anchor yourself in something positive. So with creating any boundaries, it's good to be able to say, for me, it's gratitude. For me, it's been peace and joy so it's like those three things if i find myself getting a little too out of pocket i'm like okay <laughs> joy and gratitude remember Rhea, there's people that are really suffering you have not you know been sick you know i have to literally there's a little list of things that i keep right here to my right <laughs> then i'm like you know jot it on a little sticky you note know? so whatever things like as you create those boundaries establish where you need them um asking for what you need so if you have a house full of people and you know as a creative You've set aside some time to write or to read. I love to read, so I have my like a devotional time, or you know, I got my little salt lamp that some of my friends on here. I've been dying for my little salt lamp. we <laughs> just gonna release these negative ions that just kind of mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's getting in my brain. So I'm like, <laughs> but during that time what you won't see is this door behind me popping open. (laughs) 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 If I could just get during this one time, my ice now, if it's a work meeting or, you know, it's certain things that I don't mind an interruption. Mm -hmm. But Lord, it's like there, we have just established that. Like when you set those boundaries, identify when is the time when I really want to just have me time? Because it could be, you know, I had a couple that I did a session with recently and they were saying how like, when you're at home, you're more tempted to be like, hmm, we need to fix this light. They start, everything becomes a household discussion when right. this person is at work. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just communicating, um, doing a time check, having a time inventory, for time for family time, work time, me time, clean time. Planning time, you know, whatever those things are, Mm -hmm. and even I don't want to cause anybody on this call that might be um, not be so organized. Sometimes that could cause (laughs) make the Mm -hmm. hair sound like, oh, wait a minute, that sounds like work. No, (laughs) but see, I'm thinking about exactly. I'm thinking about y'all, even if that's not you, and it's just as simple as saying, all right, I know that if I start to if I sat down for longer than two hours then I'm going to get up and I'm going to go walk outside. Just even if it's that simple, making sure that you honor those boundaries, then that I think will help. Because that's definitely helped to kind of like level out some of those emotional highs and lows is being able to honor what you set for yourself. So that's a challenge that I'm throwing out to anybody who might, you know, be on this call or be struggling with how they can find some peace of mind or balance, you know, this this feeling unbalanced. Begin to try, even if it's just this week, be like, all right, let me try to like – set some boundaries, figure out where I can carve out time to handle X project or to sit with myself, even if it's five minutes, you know, don't underestimate the power, that five minutes alone, (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. you know, I
1: would
0: say that. And would you say that that would apply also for people with children? And that's something that we hadn't really gotten into. So this was kind of a... um, a, a surprise question part <laughs> um, okay. but but just in terms of people who may have children in the household and maybe listening to this when it re-airs or something saying like, well, my schedule is based around little Ray Ray's schedule or whatever he wakes up or whatever his mood is today, you know, (laughs) so kind of with children and them being somewhat unpredictable and now they're at home, whereas they maybe used to go to school or daycare or whatever the circumstances kind of creating some boundaries to create some sense of
1: normalcy not just
0: for you but also for your child
1: yeah I mean that's one that's even more when I thought about that thought never underestimate the power in five minutes I really was thinking about parents because Mm -hmm. a lot of times parents will say hey the only time I have to myself is when I'm using the bathroom and that's questionable depending Uh on the the bathroom right Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I think you know the most important thing is, I mean, obviously, kids need, I mean, they need you, you know, there, there's, no, there's nothing around that. You can't be like, all right, kids, especially small kids. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, but, and some parents are single parents, so there's not oh, yeah. another adult in the household that can help out. So, my encouragement would be, I mean, there will be a point where those kids go down, you know, they they have nap time or they might mm-hmm. have bedtime. So, I would challenge those parents to take to really make it a priority to align their schedule with that and just to honor, you know, make sure to carve some time out. Now, whether or not you want to use that time to be on Instagram or be scrolling, but <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I do think it's important to have to carve some me time in that day. So just to be more intentional about it. You know, a lot of parents are now homeschool teachers without yeah. that. um, mm-hmm. and Yeah, I just, my heart really goes out, really goes out to the parents. But I think it's the same rule that applies and that's just, Whatever boundaries you do set, honoring them and making sure that, that if you feel yourself going stir-crazy with kids and with your responsibility, to find a way to ask for what you need in whatever way that looks, mm-hmm. So, if it's from you know, a family member or a friend, something that you can do just to kind of have a, a reset moment recalibration
0: mm-hmm. and and speaking about communicating one of the things that I wanted you to address is like lovingly communicating because I think that how you mentioned with a co-worker we all have different communication styles and what may come off as just direct for like yeah. myself, a Virgo, or you a Capricorn? You know, where we're yeah. like, yes, I need this done by whatever. So other people, yeah. it's like, hold up, like, you right. know, that's coming across a little hard or harsh right. or, you know, something not kosher, especially if you're already kind of in a more sensitive place, your patience mm-hmm. is thin. Can you kind of maybe give some examples of what loving communication versus non-loving communication might sound like or... Um, look like in ways of expressing what you need or maybe some adjustment like to say hey babe even just in saying I need this time so don't you open that door and come in here you know while I'm during this time or you know but saying it in a loving way so that people um, don't take offense or feel that it is hurtful
1: Yes. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, cause then the, the flip side of that, which is actually pretty funny is then the other person gets into the habit of not bugging you at all. So then the person here is like, "What? Right? Right. What's Look, I'm happening? giving you, I'm giving
0: you six feet at all times in the right. house. laid <laughs> out. <laughs> you ain't
1: even knocked. Right. And you, <laughs> you told know? me
0: don't bother you. So I wasn't <laughs> bothering you. you know?
1: exactly. Yes. exactly. It's so funny. I mean, again, that's why I'm able to make humor and really find the flip side of all of this because mm-hmm. the way to lovingly communicate is to be honest but then to also be vulnerable so being honest I'm, i consider myself like truth ambassador honest teacher, the 10th power kind of person but what i'm learning is in that honesty, depending on where you sit, it could come off like fire. You know, yes. for the person, like, yeah, like to be like, you know what? You really no, you don't have to,
0: right? Really and that's know. my struggle. That's the struggle of my life. You, you, you yeah. see, I feel seen
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. I think what's important is to take it away from the other person. So one thing I'm trying, I am the process of putting into practice, is talking about your feelings. So if you keep it subject like uh, to talk about you um, in a subjective sense like you know what i have find my found myself to be more um sensitive or heightened with my irritability so you know what when we had this big i'll give an example this happened the other day and i you know we had to have a, a come to jesus and i said you know what i'm sorry that i because to me i just asked a regular question but it led to a place where then all of a sudden i'm getting crunk and i said you know what I'm sorry i said you know why i'm getting crunk because You know, like it's hard for me to be 12 hours a day and I can't really have the freedom to do things. And it just, it turned into me confessing what has caused me to feel out of balance. So whenever you point it at the other person, that's that's naturally like someone gets defensive. Confrontation, yeah. Well, I just asked, and why did you have to say it like that? You know, so I always say, take a pause, Virgo, Capricorn, Scorpio, whoever (laughs) (laughs) Whoever else I have. You know, whoever else might have an issue, to take a pause. A lot of times what I will do is truly, I write it out first, like just real quick. Like sometimes you have a whole bunch to say and everybody can't handle everything you got to say at once one, you know, mm. in one exchange. So Sometimes I'll write it out real quick and I'll say, you know what? Okay, what's the top priority? And what, you know, it just so you could see it visually. Okay, what are the things that are on my heart, that are on my mind, that are causing a block in our communication, writing those things out and being able. Sometimes that you might find, Oh, okay. Well, maybe that I could let that go, you know, so that's where the grace will come in. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, hearing them out first, hearing the other person out, um, taking a pause, the power of that pause is big, not just firing off like I know I can be guilty of doing, because he's still like, wait, I'm going to miss my chance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Wait, I'm going to miss my chance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm on a roll. Let me just go ahead and and rattle all these 50 things off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the person that checked out, they think about going to the (laughs) grocery store The first thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so anyway, yeah, just giving grace and checking yourself, um, trying not to be so... you know, finding a way to take a pause and center your thoughts before just jumping in. And again, remember, if there's an issue, if you find yourself being, because that's been an invitation for us to look inward, to say, okay, if, if, if three communications out of five, I felt misunderstood, then what's going on with the way that I'm conveying it, you know? Like, is there mm-hmm. something that maybe I'm not seeing. So maybe you want to ask the person, Lonnie, Rhea, whoever else, like, you know what, how did how did that come off when I asked that? Because I definitely don't want to come off bad or, you know, like I'm telling you what to do. So even asking that sometimes can like break and shatter that, like, you know, that barrier in mm-hmm. that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to open it up to your questions, audience, very shortly, um, just to kind of get your wheels turned and think about if you have a question that you want to ask. You don't have to raise your hand and ask it. You can private message it to me and I can ask it if you don't want to ask it yourself. So just kind of to put that out there so you can start thinking about it. But um, also another set of relationships that may be going through some challenges right now, Rhea, are friendships or relationships that are outside of the household because of social distancing. You're not seeing people or, um, here's one that I saw on social media (laughs) that someone put out something, you know, you can really tell a lot about people if they're checking on you right now and pay attention to that. And then someone responded saying that's very narcissistic to think that people are supposed to be checking on you. And, you know, so there's a lot of tension around like, Oh, well you didn't check in on me and you didn't answer to my text or whatever right away. So I think that a lot of people are feeling disconnected and disengaged no matter how many FaceTimes or whatever, there's a sense of what you should be doing. And, you know, we hate that word should, but uh, you know, what you should be doing and what a good friend looks like during these times. So what are some of the things that you're seeing and what are some of the ways that we can kind of be more connected with the people outside of our households right now?
1: You know, I'm glad that you brought that up because it made me think about the flip side, too. So, earlier we talked about expectations and how we should release, or maybe not release, because you have to have some level of expectation in any relationship. I believe that. Um, But on the flip side to the person who was called the narcissist, it is an opportunity to say, hey, what is it that, you know, in me that is causing others to feel guilty for not doing so because there's really nobody's responsibility. I mean, I hate to say it in this way, because we've got parents and elderly or, you know, people with, you know, weakened immune systems we know are the most um, susceptible to this disease or to the COVID illness. But what I do know is that we can, um, I mean, I guess I don't even want to say Zoom. <laughs> I'm like, Zoom, zoom, zoom.
0: I'm like, uh-huh. You know, like, like I'm over these Zoom calls. No.
1: <laughs> I love it. I'm not even going to, I love to see, I, I'm digging, I'm digging the Zoom, I'm digging the band and the duo and FaceTime and WhatsApp. I mean, mm-hmm. Betty I have I Riley know, and baby face. Yeah. <laughs> the challenge. I want to get into some laughter. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that <laughs> right now. But what, what I do know is I think, um, you know, we've seen, I've also seen on social media how people have done these like drive-by parades, you know, like when it's somebody's birthday. birthday yeah. I think that is so sweet. But what I would do, I, that's kind of the challenge that I'm taking on. is like, okay, what ways can I be resourceful and let people know that I love them, but then also give grace so that we're not putting that guilt out to our family members or friends. Because like I said, remember, this all affects us differently. So mm-hmm. to the person that might be more withdrawn, they're not, all they're thinking about is how can I get through this day without feeling like I'm about to lose it. They're not thinking, hmm, let me go down my, you know, some people are like that and God bless those. I have so many people in my life that are like that. I am like that, but I know for me, what, what my challenge has been is I want to remain excellent in the things that I'm called to do. So, like, I had a Zoom call the other day with some girlfriends that was totally, you know, and this is another thing, setting that consistency, I think, has helped, too. So, we have, like, our groups of friends, and then I have my own group of friends. So, we're on a Zoom, and first, I was like, okay, guys, we're going to be on for an hour, and here we go. It was about an hour and 15 minutes, and I knew. I said, okay, Rhea, you got to honor those boundaries. I'm like, all right, y'all. <laughs> Mm -hmm. i gotta go and they're like what what and i'm like but that to me that has because at the end of the night i don't want to look up and feel like oh dang my day got away from me you know so i think there's a way where as a friend you can still you know be um take the initiative and you know those connections because any connection that you have whether it's romantic whether it's platonic it takes work you can't just expect somebody to remain close to you And you ain't called and you have to check on them. However, if that should happen and they, you know, fall off the face of the earth and then they resurface, you know, let that be an invitation to you to have some grace to say, you know what, friend, I'm here now. I'm glad you reached out now. I'm going to give you grace on that one. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think to answer that question, other than these virtual platforms, writing a letter, you know, I don't know when it's going to get there. (laughs) I don't know when some people are scared to check the mail. I'm like, yeah, i have check my mail. Mm -hmm. Email is one of my favorite communications, but I just think being resourceful and letting people know that you care, you know, like praying for people, whatever ways that you find, that you can send light. I just did a post on encouragement. And I really looked in, it sounds silly, but when I looked up the definition of encouragement and I realized that it could be as simple as just, a few, like, you know, hey, thinking about you or just want to make sure you're good. It could be that simple. And sometimes that's all people need. So I think to take the pressure off of us, especially for, I'm not that young. I do consider myself to be young. Yes, but, you uh, are. for some folks that might have a lot of older people in their lives or they might, you know, because that's where the pressure really comes. You know, it's like, oh, you can't check on your auntie? <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad has like eight siblings and everybody is like, you ain't check on And I'm like, <laughs>
2: Sorry y'all.
1: You know, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just just trying to, you know, put a concerted effort and making mm-hmm. sure that in the same vein of you putting time towards watching T V, you know, how am I gonna put time towards encouraging somebody this week or reaching out to a loved one
0: this week?
1: Mm-hmm. And wow. intention.
0: I'll have my vulnerable moment and make my admission that um, part of my challenge during this is that I feel like I'm always the one reaching out and encouraging. And then my phone is dry. Ain't nobody checking on me. And I'm saying, well, dang, you know, why are they not? And I, I like kind of, or I liken it to the, thing that everybody sees on social media where it's like check on your strong friend or people feel like oh yeah we know you good yeah we saw you posting on Instagram you look happy and it's like Instagram you know and this is my little message of the moment Mm -hmm. Instagram is not any indication of someone's well-being just because they're posting or seem to be happy or you know staying active on social media does not indicate that they are not struggling or sad or whatever going through something. So still check on people and just kind of recognizing that sometimes, you know, you like to be checked on. So check on other people too. Just if it is, like you said, just, Hey, just thinking about you or whatever. No, I can't pay your rent this month or do whatever, you know, I can't do anything other than that, but I am thinking of you. And, you know, just wanted to let you know that because I have told people, you know, action is better than intention sometimes that we have the good intention of like, Oh yeah, I'm thinking of you and praying for you and doing all these things. But the person has no idea that Mm -hmm. you are doing those things silently because there's no communication exchanged in those mm. scenarios. So that's just my little two
1: cents about that. <laughs> I'm glad. See, you had a real talk moment. Thank you. For, being <laughs> well, for real, because I'm a strong, I'm one of the strong friends too, so I understand mm-hmm. that where you can, and that's the humanness in all of us, you get to that point where, because I think what what as human beings we get comfortable with a pattern, so if you, the pattern is, okay, Lonnie always calls me, or Rhea always checks on me, or I'm always the one sending the encouragement text in the morning, or I know somebody has a job interview, so I know I'm going to be the one to be like, hey girl, kill that interview because my memory—it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to, when you have those moments, you know, it's like you have to try to not. Because what I've seen is it could cause bitterness, and it could cause that strong friend to now isolate. And now they don't want to fool with nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm friends with nobody then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got to you know, we, that is everything is an invitation for us to look within. You know, and process that and work through that so that you're not becoming the one, because it doesn't mean we, we the feelings that we feel and where that hardness comes is because we've attached a meaning to it. So it doesn't have to mean, hey, nobody's checking Lonnie. They might be, but they, mm-hmm. you know, again, it, it's just one of those moments where you want to not jump to you try, you know, try to stay in the center instead yeah. of letting it make you think, okay, well, nobody cares about me or, you know, we're not real friends, you know, it's just a lot of convenience because I'm the one that it feels good to Or it's them. one-sided. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And then on the other side, though, misalignment, because I know mm-hmm. we talked about that word. Mm-hmm. That's my word, but that was yours. Yeah. If it's fact like you find that there are too many of those, then, hey, look at it as a blessing. Like, you know yeah. what? Time is valuable and I do not waste. So if you find that you're giving of your time and giving of your time in areas that it's not serving you, then it might be some time to replace those friends with some friends that can give you some reciprocity on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Of
0: course. Um, <laughs> and um, one thing that I wanted you to touch on, too, since there have been so many layoffs, people furloughed or out of work how can we show up for our friends or support people, especially even talking about like in a household where maybe roles have been reversed, one person has lost a job. Um, And, or in situations where, you know, they're, you know, fearing losing a job or different things like that, there is the concern of bills not being paid, but just how to really show up and support those friends. If you can't offer money or you can't, fix or solve people's problems for them? How can you support them in other ways?
1: Well, you know, that's a great question. And I will say now, everybody does not pray. So I'm not going to tell people to pray. I do pray. And my prayer this week is two things. It was for healing and restoration. And then I'm literally asking God to help us as human beings to be more sensitive. It is, it, it is not to be assumed that every human being just naturally has a sensitivity. That's a gift. When you have a an intuition or like um, an affinity towards people and you sense things, everybody don't. Some people literally can have their box or their bubble and, you know, God bless them if they have people that check on them or feed them, but it's not in everybody's makeup to just do that. So I'm praying for more of the sensitivity in all of us so that we aren't you know, just out here thinking, you know, woe is me and my life, you know, I'm struggling in this quarantine. Well, we all struggling. We just struggling in different ways. And what I would say is, you know, just do it. I had a girlfriend yesterday that called me and she said that her husband got cool (laughs) with the people at um, Rite Aid. And so apparently he got some system because, you know, I'm having an issue with this little one ply toilet paper situation. (laughs) So wherever you got yours. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) she said, Oh we got Sharma for days. So what she did is she called her coworker, who I, I don't know what happened, but she's like, I made it a point to at least just to offer toilet that particular toilet paper because for those bougie folks who don't like the kind you pull and then you.
0: Well, you gotta take 75 pieces to make one good piece mm-hmm. yeah.
1: <laughs> then you're all gone in three days you you like well wait a minute so but, but that's just one example it's like i can offer you know good toilet paper or families that have a lot of people in the house you know i had a girlfriend who got laid off way before the quarantine happened and she was on my heart so heavy and there was two things that came to mind she always cooks and I just know, like, I, I just know her cause I paid it to my friends and something just told me, let me Venmo her. Like I didn't ask, I didn't say, Hey girl, how you doing? Cause you're never going to get a, Oh, I'm really struggling. Like some friends are not cause you're my friend. I'm not going to ask you to give me money. You know, Yeah. And people are prideful. They don't want to put that out there mm-hmm. when money is funny. So I just Venmoed her and then she called me 60 seconds late. Like, why, why? And I'm like, yo, I, my prayer has been God, how can I be a blessing? even without somebody coming to me first. So I say, just do it, just do it. And if you can't do anything monetary, I had another um, call that we were on and they were saying that they thought about some of the elderly people. So like I know in the community that I live in, we're offering like, hey, do you need me to go to the grocery store for you? You know, and I'll just leave them. They can send you the money or get do the exchange. And just offering that service. acts for service is a love language. So even if you're not coming out your pocket, you could do that for someone else, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if all else fails, I say just pray. <laughs> pray for <laughs> them and take, you know, take the initiative to get really what I would say, honestly, Lonnie, is like the prayer is more like, Lord, help me get outside of myself so that I can, you know, see how I can be of service or how I how can, how can you can use me because I have found that that has helped me to elevate my mood. Really it has. It's like because that thing is like a, it's like a quicksand cyclone like it can really pull you in if you allow the anxiety and the fear and don't even turn on the news. Don't yeah. even look on you. I have a whole group thread every day and they're battling off of how long this is going to be. And I just it gets to a point where I'm like, okay. So I would just say, you know, Mm -hmm. center yourself and say, hey, how can I serve someone, even if it's one person, one person in your week, how can I encourage them or offer something, you know, offer an ear if Mm -hmm. you can't even, if you don't feel like going to the store for somebody, it's like, hey, you know, just check in, want to make sure you're good or if you need anything, you know, or, because that's a big one too, you know, because you know how you get those checks, well, if you need anything, I'm here, somebody's not going to say, well, you know what I actually need, (laughs) right? think outside you know what I don't know it could say like I have a girlfriend who I have a call with later she it's a family member but they have kids so she offered without the person asking she said you know if you want me to go over this children um the homework with him I'm willing to do and I thought that was profound because it's not the only thing it's requiring of her is a set hour with before he goes to bed where they check in and she's just to relieve the parent of that. So I was like, that's a good one. I like mm -hmm, that. Yeah, like feel
0: that. That is a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just, and this is a good time to just get creative with, let me see, you know, how creative I can be about how I can help somebody else or offer, extend some sort of service or something to someone that, that may mean the world to them, be priceless to them, you know? Yeah
1: yeah because I will build I think that's a really good um, model of how to build connection because trust me I'm a woman of faith, this is not going to last forever I don't care what no it's not going to last. there's a season for everything, so the way that I look at it and you know because I don't want to add homework to anybody's plate, this is all humanity, so these are just you know discussions about how we could get outside of ourselves, but I believe it'll come back you know any good seed that you sow and you don't do it for that intention, but that's the way that I see. Um, us building richer connections with each other is simply by setting an intention and doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. and for you, Lonnie, like just in case, like, you know, if no one is, just being able to be vulnerable because you have a circle. So Mm -hmm. for you to feel, and I always say this, for you to feel any kind of like in your heart, that means that there's importance or significance that you gave that person or those Mm -hmm. people. Mm No, it's okay to be like, you know what, y'all, I'm feel you know, fill in the blank however you will, but that also shows vulnerability on your part because they truly just may not have had the time, you know, or the capacity to think outside. So I, that's really a challenge to you too, just so that, you know, that that could be broken in case 'cause you know, the devil likes to, he likes to to drop seeds in all of our minds mm-hmm. about people and things. Yeah. So just to be able to challenge yourself and say, guys, hey, you know, like haven't heard from y'all, but I just want to let you know, Mm -hmm. I love you, and I would love to hear from you at some point.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for giving me homework. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I got my own, too.
0: (laughs) So at this point, um, if anyone has any questions... I have a question.
2: Oh, okay. So um, I was going to ask if there's someone in your household... Not necessarily a spouse, but um something happens between you what When is a good time frame to address it so you're not like doing it in the moment that something happens like a verbal like they consistently leave the paper napkins on the plate and put them in the um sink and they know you're gonna come wash the dishes, <laughs> but they want not throw their trash away. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, it's irritating after a while. So how do you, like, when is a good time to address that? Even if that person is not like your spouse. I mean, how, how many occurrences has this happened? Is it once, is it twice, is it every day for the last month? It's consistent, but it's easier when the person is able, like when they went to work, they wasn't eating as much. Mm-hmm. Now they're not working, but you are. And then you come home and you have to do house stuff mm-hmm. because they they they've been home all day long enough to throw their trash away. Well, I'm gonna go back to my point that I mentioned earlier, and that is
1: a big ask for what you need. So if you now I'm this is just Rhea, Michelle, Petrie up here. I, I would say sooner than later. It doesn't mean you have to address it on the first offense. But the reason why I say two later is because you want to really check what's happening with you and you don't want to build you don't want that to just build up and bubble over because it could be as simple as, Hey, you know what? Now, is the issue the fact that the napkin? I, I want to be clear: is it that the napkin's in the plate in the in the sink?
2: <laughs> it's not specifically that situation. I kind of, oh, okay, <laughs> miss, I kind of <laughs> mix if the I past. That. I kind of mix the past situation with like a current scenario, just okay. to get like an answer about what's the time frame to address something when you have to look at that person more often than not hmm And it's a consistent offense. Well,
1: right? the funny part is you said you have to look at them. So that alone, <laughs> that alone, in case, you might want to do it sooner than later. But here's the thing. What's most important is you being able to articulate, okay, I always tell people when you have a confrontation of any sort, think about what is the expected outcome. So is this for you? Like is the goal of you confronting this scenario for your benefit or like do you just feel like you need to be heard these like what outcome are you expecting so it's not you know to give you too much homework but sometimes it's good to think to it first like it's, it's that i feel um not acknowledged for the things that i'm doing in here so you just kind of willy-nilly not you know like it's that so once you get down you know, i think it'll be clearer when you communicate you know some people just don't get it like you could put it on the, Person A and be like, you know, I've done this several times, and they could be like, oh yeah, I mean, I I don't pay attention when I'm done. I just throw them out, you know. If that were the example, Um, but the clearer that you can be about, you know, what is it that you want them to do, so you ask for what you need. If what you need is, you know, what I would appreciate is if you just maybe helped out a little bit more by doing, boom, boom, boom. Some people need things spelled out. I know it doesn't feel good to have to say that. But when you think about creating peaceful, zen environments, it don't get no clearer than making it plain. So if you make it plain with love, but that's why you don't jump right at it in the moment, you have to kind of, you know, do some work. Because remember, we don't know how COVID is affecting you, Sister (laughs)
2: Lewis. Right. And I mean, to, to, to be like a little more candid, like it's my dad. And so it's like, it's like when you come home, you're, you're faced with certain things. Cause I'm like in a healthcare facility. So we deal with our own stresses when we go in there, I kind of do this walk just to brace myself to go in the house. I'm already in a very temporary situation. So it's kind of like to go in and then have to start cleaning up and you've been here all day. It's like, dude, you could just go to trash away. Like <laughs> I'll do the rest, but you could just throw the trash away. I was gonna ask that: Is are you
1: coming in and just cleaning up because that's the role that that you take on? Like, are you electing to
2: do that? Or yeah, do it's um, it's more so know? like a, co- it's like a collective housework. Like it's unspoken in our house that we kind of just pick up. Um, because he does a lot on his end, like he'll make breakfast for everybody in the morning. So when I leave out the door, I have like a cup of oatmeal packed up and an egg. So I don't mind doing it. It's like, Mm -hmm. help me halfway, brother, Mm pull the trash away. So when I come in the house, I could just like scrub whatever I need to do after I take like um, take my shower, I could come down, scrub whatever I need to do, make my plate, and then call it an evening. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not happening, and so it's it's frustrating, and it's kind of like we get to we see each other more often than not because at first it was he would work the night and I work the day, so we were kind of. Sh- chips passing in the night. So it's kind of different now because he's there all day mm-hmm. and there all night. Mm-hmm. And my mom has gotten to the point where she's just like, I'm not, you can't change your dad. I'm not going to say anything to him. Like I'm not his spouse. So I can't mm-hmm. check in. But you can ask.
1: I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for what you need. Like, are you, is that something you're not comfortable with? Because I would say, give you some homework. It's okay to ask. <laughs> you ask. you know, that's not, I don't think that's too much to ask. I think You should ask because if you don't ask, if you—I mean, listen to what your mom knows him well (laughs) as well. So if Mm -hmm. she's saying, "Hey, he's not going to do it," then you might need to, you know, sometimes we got to accept the way that our loved ones present. But I don't think it's anything wrong with asking for what you need because, especially given the the climate that we're in, and you having to take a walk simply to have the peace of mind of walking out, I don't think it's anything wrong with asking, being clear about what you need. In a loving way. You're already sweet and loving (laughs) by nature. Oh, thanks, (laughs) Rhi. We have another question. I see. I can't get to it, though. Can you click? Yes. We have two other questions. So the
0: first one is How do you go from a place of disappointment to giving grace within your relationship?
1: Maybe. (laughs)
0: that's a whole episode on its own own.
1: (laughs) well you know what here's the thing that I'm learning I'm learning that this week one and this is homework because this was given to me so whenever you find yourself disappointed by something you have to one ask yourself like what is it triggering in you so that was an assignment every coach has a coach so I realized that the things that have triggered me to disappointment it's it's connecting to either a feeling of usually it's going to be I don't know some abandonment or lack of validation or you know expectations maybe not being met from your parents or you know it it comes from somewhere so I think the first thing you don't just move into a space of grace like I literally I'm not even gonna embarrass myself but I have a ring on right here with the word grace on it because every day I have to look at it and it's turning rough (laughs) it's rusty now (laughs) but I have to look at it because that's something that I believe that we can ask for more of, you know, grace is unlimited, but you don't just go from being disappointed. So I think the first step is to be like, okay, because it's going to attach to a feeling and it's usually going to be some hurt somewhere or connect to an experience. You have to be like, you know what, what is it that is making me feel this disappointment and how can I shift something in me so that I'm not walking around low. Like I talk a lot of my videos about how I felt low, low, low. Well, that was like weight of disappointments, like whether it be family, friend, relational. And I was like, okay, this is for the birds. I can't be walking around heavy. And you know, so I had to say, what can I do so that those burdens can be lighter? And usually it's going to deal with us looking inside being like, what can I do to shift, whether it's shifting a perspective, about a person, a timeline, a situation, you know, for me, it was my interaction with a loved one that is not so desirable. And I would just be disappointed. Every conversation I'm like, does it have to be this all the time? And lately, what I've found is that if I can connect to the fact where if we pray for grace, pray to see them you know, to t- pray on that perspective. I won't try again. I'm not, everybody doesn't believe in God. I know that, but I do know that it does help to be able to say, what can I do within me so that I shift my perspective of how we see it? Because no matter what people bring to us, we can control our reaction to it and we can allow it to either stick or we can allow it to, you know, to roll off no matter what. It could be attitude. It could be someone being just nasty, evil, Whatever it is, like we can allow it. I, I've been guilty of this. I've allowed those darts to stick. And so now the work that I'm even doing and helping others to do, how can we get those darts off of you so that you can just build your resilience and be able to let people's process be what it is without you being attached to the outcome of it. So that's, we could talk about disappointment on a whole nother podcast. You might, thank you for inspiring me because you just gave me motivation. Mm-hmm. I to do this here. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to write bouncing back from disappointment. Yay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: the other question is at what point do you think a couple or a partnership should seek outside counseling before they reach a point of no return, as far as strain, tensions, because that grace is running out with a quickness? <laughs> so, kind of
1: similar question. Um, like everything. Very well, I'm biased, so I will say. So everybody that works with couples, you know, has a different specialty. For some it might be trauma, for some it might be, you know, um premarital. I know I have a passion and affinity for couples before they get married and that's probably why I'm living the life that I'm living. (laughs) 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 It's the truth. I'm like I after being single for thirty nine years, I have gone to counseling with boyfriends. I've gone to counseling within months. Four, you know, months. I can think of times where I've sought counseling because really, a lot of times couples will go for communication, and it doesn't mean something has to be wrong. I've seen couples go to counseling at the church that I used to. um, I was a therapist at Faithful Central in their counseling center for like a year and a half, and most of the couples that we saw in there, they were going to decide if they want. It was called like a marriage prep workshop. But you go just at the thought, hey, this might be a person I want to spend the rest of my life. with. So it doesn't even have to be strictly centered around marriage. It's for the purpose of being able to have a third party to help foster healthy communication. But then also, if there's some things that we need to, like, get underneath, there's nothing like a third party person that is not going to judge you, that doesn't know you, and that literally by law cannot repeat that. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't get any better than that because <laughs> then both of you guys, have a safe space. So in terms of the question, I'm going to say right now, because that question came from a place. Um, so I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. And usually I will preface it with this. There's always going to be one spouse that feels super gung ho. And sometimes it might take a little more work. The other spouse might be resistant. They might think it's stupid. I am married to somebody that has said that to me many times, but I guarantee work for one thing, we didn't have been to counseling with all <laughs> four so because the, and here's the thing everybody's not a fit so i'm just throwing these things out there so that let's say we get off this call and this person who's in this relationship does some research and they look hey you know if every methodology is different so some coaches are very specifically focused on an issue Some are very silent, and they let the couple get in there and do their thing, and they might highlight, okay, what I'm hearing you say is this. Do you hear? So it's more like a coach, like helping each other to hear each other. So there's so many different variations that I really, what I want to encourage you with is that there is definitely help out there. So I wouldn't throw in the towel, you know, unless there's some abuse going on. You know, I wouldn't be so quick to throw in the towel without speaking counseling first. I always think that's a prerequisite before any couple breaks up. I'm like, Hey, did you at least speak to somebody, you know, just mm-hmm. to speak? So hopefully that helps.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well,
0: thank you very much. If there are no further questions, I think that's a good segue to say if, you are seeking counseling maybe Rhea might be a good fit for you um do you do um virtual do do people have to be in California how do people get in touch with you for coaching and um
1: find you online and all of those good things well the good thing is uh so I won't even say that yes I do coaching and that you do not have to be in California the funny part is that half the people on this call I love and know personally so they may not want to work with me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I do. I will say it's a blessing, but I do. Right now, I am working with people that I actually do have a relationship and friendship with. Of course, it's confidential, but I am honored that you know they would trust me in that way. So, by all means, I am open because um, you know this is what I love to do. So, I usually have clients either reach out on my website, which is realism.com www.realism.com and on the website, there's a contact form. So whether, I mean, the people that I know, they got my number. (laughs) Even if you need a referral, um, the beauty is that, you know, I have people that I refer. We do that all the time. Like I have my mentor and a business partner. She sends people my way because they might, you know, know her in a different way. So they're like, Hey Ria, you know, can you work with this couple? I'm like, yep. And I do the same for her. So even if you need me to connect you to someone else, or if you, would like us to, you know, do a session or two, I'm always willing. And by the way, you always want to work with someone who at least will do like an assessment or a consultation first. So that's something that we offer too. And that was probably my favorite thing to do was like have that at least free initial conversation because you get a sense of how the person, you know, what their style is. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you can absolutely ask for with any life culture therapist as well.
0: Awesome. And also, I just want to give another plug. Uh, Rhea did a series in March, March Madness, the things that make her mad with people, life, dating relationships, as well as in marriage. And so I'm sure that there are some of those things, because I watched them all today. I did a a binge before this session. And um, some of those things I'm sure are really resonating with people right now. They're experiencing it on a heightened level due to coronavirus and quarantine and all those things so another great resource to check out those videos and she kind of gives some tips on how to put a positive spin on all of the things that make us mad so and there's a lot of them
1: thank you Monica. yes I but
0: that. thank you all so very much um Bye. If you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here that i love you
1: each and every one of you um this well honestly i am very grateful it's so heartwarming to see my peoples on here and just to know that we are trying to create spaces for us to be better i mean that's what i advocate for it doesn't mean that we're going to get off this call and get to write these bullet points out that's the way that i process but again i'm going to be praying for all of us that join the call today just so that we can get through this i just want to spread more peace and more joy so that's my hope is that amidst the deadlines and the restrictions and the decline financially, I'm going to pray that we can still get through and, you know, have some enriching connections with the people that we love and challenge ourselves too, yes. to be more patient and grateful.
0: Yes. Connecting with ourselves so that we can better connect with others. <laughs> Jill. <laughs> Jill, thank you so much. Thank you all. Stay safe, stay healthy. And we will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedback. So don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and share it with at least three people who you think would enjoy it too or benefit from the information until next time go where you are celebrated and appreciated not just tolerated talk to you soon